and we are back together on DECAL Download, your source for the latest news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. With Commissioner Amy Jacobs, I'm Reg Griffin. We appreciate you joining us here on the podcast every week. You can also find us at decal.ga.gov. Lots of information there or on social media. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, among other social media outlets. Well, for the ninth consecutive year, DECAL is calling for families and caregivers to increase awareness of the dangers of leaving children unattended in vehicles. Commissioner, this is our annual Look Again campaign, and with summer and hotter temps approaching fast, this is really an important reminder for all of us. Yeah, you're right, Reg, it is, which is why we continue to do it each and every year, even though sometimes we get a question of, do you really need to keep doing this? And unfortunately, we keep hearing news reports, not usually in Georgia, thank goodness, um, of children dying unnecessarily due to being left in in a car or van or some type of vehicle. So this is our public service to the state, just to remind anyone who cares for a young child um, to never leave them in a vehicle, not even for a minute. It's just not worth, worth, worth the risk. Uh, We're also honored to have the support of Governor Brian Kemp and First Lady Marty Kemp, who recorded this public service announcement for Look Again 2022. This is Governor Brian Kemp. And I'm First Lady Marty Kemp. Summertime in Georgia should be all about getting outdoors and making memories with our families, not about tragedy. That's why we are joining DECAL in reminding you to always look again and never leave a child alone in a vehicle, even for a minute. As more Georgians are getting back on the road, it is critically important to remember that children are always our most precious cargo. When you arrive at your destination, take the time to check the front and back of your car. And after you've looked, just be sure, look again. And if you ever see a child left alone in a vehicle, call 911 immediately. Emergency personnel are trained to respond. Help us spread the word on social media by sharing this video and follow DECAL for more information. Let's make it a great summer, Georgia. And always, look again. And joining us to talk about our annual Look Again campaign and ways to prevent pediatric vehicular heat stroke is Dana Morrison and Rhonda Parker, both directors of field operations with our child care services here at DECAL. And Michelle Walker is the manager of child advocacy programs with Safe Kids Georgia and Children's Health Care of Atlanta. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. So, Dana, let's uh, let's start with you. And by the way, congratulations. You speaking of children, you have a new addition. Yes, thank you. I have a new three month old now, so (laughs) I'm excited to have her. She's been the complete opposite of my firstborn. So (laughs) she's made it a little bit easier. (laughs) Give us her name. Her name is Winter Sky. Winter Sky. I like that. Thank Very you. nice. I, you weren't looking for my approval, but I think that's a great name. <laughs> Thank you. Three months old and and give a shout out to your older child. My oldest is a three-year-old and his name is Nova Morrison. All right. So, and they're getting along okay? They are getting along fabulously. He oh, thinks good. that is his baby. It's not mine. <laughs> it's his. <laughs> of course. That's what you want, though. Yes. So that's that's great. So, uh, Dana, in your role uh, in child care services, um, you, of course, know and do this every day uh, that DECAL licenses and regulates 
over 4,300 child care programs here in Georgia. How did we get involved in this public awareness campaign around never leaving your child alone in a vehicle for any reason? Sure. As we all know, um, DECAL is a state agency that we're responsible for the oversight of licensing and regulation of child care here in Georgia. So we partner with our advocates and supporters to heighten the awareness of the dangers of leaving children unattended in a vehicle. So in 2013, we started a campaign in conjunction with Safe Kids Worldwide, um, former Governor Nathan Deal and First Lady Sandra Deal and other leaders of several other state agencies. It was created to help children um, or help people prevent child injury or death due to a child being left alone in a vehicle. We launched the campaign because we believe the solution to these preventable tragedies is a combination of education and public awareness. As the commissioner stated, even one child left alone in a vehicle is one too many. And Rhonda, how is DECAL involved in these investigations? Thanks for that question, Commissioner. Um, we're responsible for licensing and regulations of the child care learning centers and family child care learning homes in Georgia. And so approximately over 370,000 children across the state depend on about 4,300 licensed child care providers. So with Dana having a newborn, she's going to rely on those 4,300 licensed providers. And so these providers, most of them, they transport children um, on a regular basis. So they transport from um, child's home to the program, um, vice versa. They do uh, routine transportation, school, we call that school um, transportation to the school and then to the center. And then they also transport on field trips. And so our agency, how we become involved when we become made aware of an incident, and that's typically uh, we'll receive a call from um, the provider community or the public, or, and or we will uh, receive self-reported incidents from the licensed provider because that is a rule regulation if a child is left on the vehicle. Um, and that could be from a minute to um, several hours. They are mandated to um, let us know and we have to investigate. And that's how we are involved. So, Rada, when DECAL receives reports of children left in vehicles by providers, we investigate each incident and uh, we looked into it. And during fiscal year 2021, two children were left in vehicles by child care providers statewide. In fiscal year 2022, with about a month left in the year, seven children have been left. Now, thankfully, there were no serious injuries from these incidents, but you can tell these numbers are moving in the wrong direction from two to seven and making up the seven incidents this fiscal year were four incidents in Fulton County and then single incidents in Clayton, Muskogee and Newton County. So uh, it can happen anywhere. Nationally, 23 children died from pediatric vehicular heat stroke in 2021, down from 24 the year before. Uh, but as the commissioner mentioned, um, this does happen. And that's why we do this campaign every year. In fact, earlier this month, May the 4th in Snellville, Gwinnett County, there was a man uh, charged with second degree murder after his eight month old daughter died after she was left in a hot car while he went to retrieve a gun from the police department and ended up getting arrested. Last week, Memphis, Tennessee, a toddler left in a vehicle at a child care center. 
uh, and later died. And then later in the week, a 10-month-old girl in Houston was left in a hot car for hours before her mother realized it. Uh, that little girl died on the way to the hospital. So that's three incidents in May alone. And so, Michelle, let's turn to you now and kind of define for us pediatric vehicular heat stroke. What is it? How does it happen? Yeah, so that's a great question. And, and thank you again for having me. Always happy to join you guys. Um, so pediatric vehicular heat stroke happens when a child is left in a hot car um, and they get heat stroke as a result. Um, a lot of people don't realize that children's body temperatures heat up three to five times faster than an adult's. And heat stroke happens when you get overheated and you can't cool down quick enough. Um, and so obviously if a child is left in a car, they have no way of cooling down. Um, and your core body of temperature, once it hits about 104 degrees, heat stroke sets in and, um, death can occur at about 107 degrees. Hmm. And I think one thing people may not realize that as adults, we get miserable sitting inside a car before the AC kicks in. I know it's the first thing my wife reaches for. She's before you turn on anything else, make sure the AC is on. So imagine being a child left alone in a car with no way out mm -hmm. and, and their temperatures actually rise more quickly than adults. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, about three to five times quicker. Um, so imagine how hot you are and how hot your wife is getting in the car and then a child um, even quicker than that um, and not being able to cool down. Um, it, it's a very sad, very um, awful um, thing to have to happen. Um, and when they're stuck there, their bodies have no way. It doesn't matter how much they sweat um, being in that temperature. They're not going to cool down quick enough to, to save themselves. And without getting too detailed, um, just out of curiosity, is the, is kind of the first thing that happens? Do they fall asleep, and that leads to you know to the problem? I mean, I know we're trying to define exactly why an adult leaves a child in a car uh, to begin with, whether it's distraction or whatever. But it, does the child usually fall asleep? You know, I, I think it could be a combination of anything. Um, and honestly, I think it depends on the stage of the child. I can see with newborns, um, you know, a, a brand new newborn child um, that might fall asleep and you're not used to having a newborn in the backseat. Um, I can totally see a, a loving parent, you know, just getting very busy, especially now. I think, you know, we have to take the pandemic into consideration. Um, everybody is even more stressed, um, has even more going on. Um, distractions are just so frequent that um, it, it honestly can happen to anybody. Um, you know, I think some parents, you know, maybe, you know, they think they're just running into the store for just a minute, something happens in the store, um, whether it be, you know, a long line or an issue with the purchase or return or what, what have you. Um, and those distractions come into play as well. So, you know, really, I think, you know, any distraction, anything is on the table. And that's why, you know, as the commissioner says, there's, it's just not worth it. Um, you know, I know that it, it's difficult to um, sometimes load and unload. Lord knows those car seats are, are, are challenging. <laughs> and depending on, um, you know, how feisty your toddler is, sometimes it's wrestling a monkey, getting them strapped back in. Um, but you just never know um, what, what might be a two minute run in could end up being, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes. And um, in this Georgia weather, you don't have five, 10, 15 minutes.
Hmm. Yeah, those are all very valid points. And it's been a while since I've had a car seat, but those were very heavy and bulky. Dana, as you know, with a with a toddler preschooler with you. Yeah. <laughs> so hmm. uh, Dana, Rhonda and Michelle, in any order, uh, we're often asked, is it necessary to remind parents and others of this problem? Anything else to add? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'll jump in. Thanks, Commissioner. Um, This is Rhonda. And yes, it's definitely necessary to continue to shed the light and remind parents, caregivers, anyone who drives and transport a child to always check um, your vehicle before um, leaving, um, because we know leaving a child um, accidentally can happen to anyone. And as Michelle just explained, we're all busy, we're all distracted. Um, and so, and we're all prone to just simply forgetting. And so it's very important to continue this awareness and shedding the light. And I think I would just tag on to that, that Others, especially in this day and age when, you know, schedules are all over the place. Some people work from home. Some people go into the office. Sometimes your office is shut down. And so your schedule changes. If somebody else is helping transport your child, you know, remind them of it. Make sure to check in with them um, after or around the time that your child should have been dropped off and make sure that that they remembered that they are helping you out and that they have transported and, and gotten the child out of the car. Dana, how about you? I was just going to say, I think um, everybody has touched on the main points and just remembering that um, school is letting out and activities are in full swing when in two years, I would say we haven't been as active, which now we are and parents and children are excited to get out and have fun. And you you just forget in day-to-day activities, it's just out of the norm of the pandemic has caused it to be out of the norm. And so we just have to remember to look again, to make sure that we aren't leaving our precious cargo behind. Yeah. So many distractions. And we're also fixated on our phones for various reasons, whether that's staying in touch with the family or staying in touch with work or whatever it might be, but you cannot be that distracted. You have got to stay focused and uh, remember to look again. You know, much of the concern here, as we mentioned, is around how much faster temperatures rise inside a car than outside a car. Even with a window cracked, Michelle, what would you say to someone who says, well, you know, I'm going to crack a window. They should be fine. Yeah. Cracking a window just isn't going to cut it. Um, you know, even on an 80 degree day, it only takes 10 minutes, um, for your car to reach 93 degrees inside. And, you know, here in Georgia, 80 degrees happens early. It can happen by the end of April, um, and follow us all the way through until October sometimes. Um, so it's just really not feasible to think that you can, can crack a window and and let your car cool down. Um, when it is, um, in the nineties outside, it can take you know, if it's 90 degrees, it takes five minutes for the inside of your car temp to hit 97. Um, so thinking about how heat stroke sets in at 104, you don't have a whole lot of time. Um, so it, it, it does happen very, very quickly. Well, from the research into children left into vehicles nationwide, the reasons appear to break down into categories of the parent or the caregiver forgetting that they had the child, the child somehow gained access to the vehicle and became trapped or tragically somehow it was intentional. What are some of the cases that you've heard about over the years? Michelle, I'll start with you. Unfortunately, I have seen this a few times um, just with my background working in the ICU. Um, It it doesn't happen super often, but it does happen. Um, And I do think, you know, working through um, Safe Kids Georgia, you know, a lot of what our coordinators are hearing too is that during COVID, you know, kids get into cars and they're playing and (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it's just everybody was stuck at home and it's just a new place to be. And so some of the education has kind of turned to making sure caregivers you know, teach their children that the car is not a p- place to play, that um, they should not be getting in there to play hide and seek um, under no circumstances, um, and that only adults should be in the ho- in the um, in the car. Um, because unfortunately, I, I do think that it, it's so sad. Some kids do get in there just thinking that they're playing a game um, and, and they can't get out, um, especially with all the technology in the cars these days. Um, these younger kids can't figure out how to get out. And it's just so tragic. Um, and just so preventable. Um, and I really do think that, you know, education and, and the awareness that it can happen um, it is really key to prevention. Dana or Rhonda? Um, I'll speak for um, both Dana and I and just for decal in general. Um, the one case that I know that we all remember and that occurred in 2011, and it was a very tra- tragic incident. Um, when we had a two-year-old child by the name of Jasmine Green, who was left in the child care center's vehicle for over two hours. Um, so, you know, that is so dear and near to um, all of our hearts. Um, and it resulted in the child um, overheating. And that day changed the lives for everyone involved. Um, and so that is definitely a case that is um at the forefront of our um, minds. And that's also the case that um, helped us to strengthen um, our rules and regulations um, to make sure that um, it doesn't happen again. Um, But we know that sometimes rules and regulations um, can't prevent everything, right? Uh, But uh, we did strengthen the rules and regulations as a result of that incident. So Dana, with all that information in mind, what is the meaning of our slogan? Look Again, what what is the rule for child care providers when it comes to transportation and field trips? And I guess field trips are back now. We uh, we did away with those for a short period of time due to COVID, but I guess we're back uh, in the field trip business again. Yes, transportation and field trips are back and in full swing um, for programs that decide that they want to do that. And so when we say look again, what we want providers, parents, everyone that's listening in to hear is that we want it to be a message to anyone that cares for a child, be it child care programs, teachers, parents, grandparents, anyone. Always account for the children that are in your care as you drive them from place to place. When you arrive at your destination, check the front and back of your car. And after you look, look again, make sure that you have checked every single seat up under the seat, behind the seats, walk the full vehicle, which ties into our rules and regulations of doing that first and second check to make sure that you are accountable for the load and unload of every child that has boarded that vehicle. Um, that's, that means not standing at the front of the bus and just glancing back or yelling out, hey, is anybody here? You have to physically walk that vehicle and check because a child could have fallen asleep and that child may not hear you. And so you want to make sure that you're walking that vehicle, checking every part of it to ensure that no child is there. And that first and second check is to capture that. So if the first person has done it, that second person is coming behind them to look again to make sure that we aren't leaving our babies on the vehicles. And I guess the idea behind a second person, maybe not affiliated with the trip, is that they're going to, it's a new set of eyes looking through the vehicle. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's always best to have that second pair of eyes to come in to make sure that you did not miss anything. Right. It's such a simple rule. Mm. Totally agree. Yeah. Just check it twice. Check it twice. Check twice. Yes. 
Well, one of the things we try to emphasize every year is this is not a problem limited to summer months. I don't think it's technically quite summer here in Georgia. It feels like it, though. Um, it gets so hot in Georgia, and we've talked about this a little bit. But, Michelle, this can really happen at any time of the year, depending on the circumstances. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think I touched on this a little bit earlier. You know, we can have 80 degree temps sometimes in Georgia as early as April, and it doesn't end until October. Um, and so I think you know, especially in the springtime, everybody thinks, oh, it's finally just getting a little bit warmer. It feels great outside, not realizing how hot your car actually gets when you, when you shut the door. Um, and so it's just, again, always a great idea for caregivers and parents to just get in the habit to look again in that back seat. Um, you know, anything that's going to help you remember, whether it be, I always recommend leaving your cell phone back there, um, because then you won't be distracted driving and texting, which we shouldn't be doing anyways. <laughs> um, and so it cuts down on that makes you a safer driver. And everybody knows you're going to go get your cell phone before you um, get out of your car. So if you leave that back, that, that back there with your child, um, or baby, or, you know, another good trick is put one of your child's toys in the front seat with you. Um, whether it's the lovey or a blanket or something, um, that way, you know, it triggers you to, to look back there again, but, you know, really just looking again before you lock your car, wherever you go, whether it be running into the store for just a quick visit or, you know, getting home for the evening or, um, getting to work, whatever it might be. Um, just, just looking again. Uh, so for the whole panel, and we've covered a lot of great information today, um, what can parents and caregivers do uh, to help prevent vehicular heat stroke uh, in Georgia? I think we all want to do something. We read these tragic stories that I talked about earlier that happened in Georgia, uh, Tennessee, and Texas uh, just this month. Uh, but for the whole panel, what can parents and caregivers do to help prevent vehicular heat stroke? Dana, let's let's start with you. I think the biggest thing is if you see something, say something. Like, don't think it's not my business. It's not my responsibility. Um, if you ever see a child that's left alone in a vehicle, call 911. They're trained to respond. Um the most dangerous thing that we can think is that, oh, it's not going to happen to us or that's none of my business. So I think the biggest thing is just if you see something, say something and let's try to help and ensure that this doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Rhonda, how about you? Um, I would just say always think safety first. Uh, we're encouraging all parents and providers to be alert, um, focus um, before you leave your vehicle. Remember to search your vehicle and just simply look again um, for that child who fell asleep on that ride to the school or back to the child care facility. Remember and remember a precious life is dependent on you to look again. And I guess, um, Dana, now with you, we need to say look, look twice. For two, yes. Uh, <laughs> you're transporting. Michelle, what advice would you have? Um, I think they covered it, but I mean, I just concur that just don't think that it can't happen to you. Um, you know, talk about it. I think public awareness that this does still happen um, is really important. As you know, a lot of these unintentional injuries that happen to children, people think just cannot happen to them. Um, so I think talking about it and you know, just re reassessing your time as a parent, you know, if you truly don't have time um, to, to run in and, and grab groceries or go to the store or this or that, do curbside pickup. It's so easy now in our um, pandemic where I don't want to say pre, I don't know, post, we're, we're still in it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, curbside pickup is, is so easily accessible. 
Um, especially for those, those new parents that have, you know, those newborns that, you know, could be sleeping and you don't want to take the time to wake them up or the toddler that, you know, hates getting in and out of their car, um, you know, find ways to make your life easier so that it's not even on the table that you would leave your child in the car. Um, that would be my, my biggest advice right now. Right. And Commissioner, I know you think about this a lot. Any advice? Well, I have to say, Michelle, that's a really good point. Uh, grocery delivery and curbside pickup are definitely kind of new and more popular since I during mean, whatever the like pandemic. Been, yes. I mean, <laughs> I ordered my son's birthday present yesterday. It was ready in two hours. I drove up, picked it up. I didn't even have to get out of the car. Not right. that I had kids that were in the car, but yeah. it's just, it's just so simple. A lot of stores have made it so easy. Yeah. You're so right about that. So silver lining of the pandemic. <laughs> um, and you know, I have to say we have this great technology now. There's ways we'll remind you. Unfortunately, we had to buy a new car recently and it beeps when I get out of the car. I'm like, why is it beeping? It's beeping to remind me to look in my back seat if my back door didn't open. So it took me a minute. I had to read the owner's manual um, to see why it was beeping. Um, so, uh, you know, we've got some things in place that our society is just kind of developed. But, you know, I think our Look Again campaign is so easy to share. And I think the facts and the data around how quickly a car heats up in the summer and how quickly a child's body temperature increases, especially as you compare it to an adult's, are facts that if we could just get folks to share with their friends and family, they'll think twice about ever just leaving their child or thinking about leaving their child in the car for, you know, one or two minutes to run into a store. So again, it's all about just sharing the message about how, e how easy it is and how avoidable a tragedy as long as you look again. Right. It was interesting on our uh, social media the other day, uh, one of our followers had posted about look again. And one of their friends said, didn't our folks used to leave us in the car <laughs> when we were young and that person came back and said, our parents did a lot of things that were wrong. Let's face it. You know, we that's a good point. We call that survivor's bias. So <laughs> <laughs> when parents say, well, you slept on your tummy. Okay. Well, <laughs> we call right. that survivor's bias just because, just because I didn't die from sleeping on my tummy. Doesn't mean that <laughs> the science hasn't proven <laughs> that other yeah. Can. Yeah, let's, let's go, in our injury prevention world, that's what we call it. Uh, let's go down the path of secondhand smoke, for example. I mean, right? we've learned a lot about that. But yeah, just uh, pass along the information as uh, as you can. And we would love for you to uh, use our Look Again logo, uh, which has a little uh, school bus on it and uh, our website for more information. And the reminder to always look again, never leave a child alone in a vehicle, even for a minute. That's been our uh, kind of our tagline for nine years now. Uh, we've been working with Safe Kids Worldwide for all those years. And we also like the acronym they use, which is ACT, A-C-T, Avoid Heat Stroke, Create Reminders. We've talked about that. And take action. And that was to Dana's point about if you see a child left alone in a vehicle, Please call 911. Don't walk away and just assume that someone else will take care of it because you could be a hero um, in this situation if you would just take the time uh, to make that phone call. Uh, and then we also uh, want to recognize uh, the work of Jan Nall at San Jose State University. He's created a great national website and database called noheatstroke.org. Very easy to remember, noheatstroke.org. Uh, Jan does a great job of updating that information and sending out emails when you sign up uh, for incidents as they happen. That's exactly how I found out about the incidents in Georgia, Tennessee, and most recently in Texas. So 
please help us do that. Great opportunity uh, for public awareness. We hope you'll help us spread the word again. You can go to our website, decal.ga.gov, or visit noheatstroke.org for more information. And remember, we're recording a virtual news conference on Friday, May 27th, 2022, at 10 a.m. with Commissioner Jacobs and Dr. Andrew Grunstein, who is a climatologist at the University of Georgia and has uh, worked with um, uh, the No Heat Stroke team uh, to help build that website. We're going to be talking with him uh, on that virtual news conference. We're going to record it and we'll put it on our website so you can get the link from our Facebook page and uh, other social media. Something very important. And Rhonda, Dana, Michelle, thanks for helping us bring back this reminder. Ninth year in a row, I guess we'll just keep doing it until there are no more cases of this that we hear of. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Now, what are your questions for Commissioner Jacobs? Let's go to the water cooler. Hi, I'm Karen Brown, and I work in the Audits and Compliance Division here in Moultrie. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, what is the best part of your job as commissioner and why? Well, hey, Karen, and thank you for the question. The best part about my job at um, DECAL, and it's um, something that we've been able to finally get back out, is visiting childcare programs and Georgia pre-K classes and actually getting to interact with uh, the students and the teachers and the administrators. Uh, you know, obviously, we haven't been able to do that for a couple of years. And so it's just so nice to get out and actually see what we're trying to support, whether it's Georgia pre-K or our child care. And so um, I like doing that. I've got to do it most recently when we were announcing our pre-K teacher of the year finalist uh, and hope to do more of that this summer. Yeah, I guess recently you were able to get out of the office and go meet our finalist for Georgia's Pre-K Teacher of the Year. And uh, thankfully, you were able to travel a little bit this time around. Yeah, it was great to uh, be out and about. And it's always such a great surprise, even over Zoom, but it's so much better in person. And we went all the way down to Thomasville and all the way up to Habersham County and lots of places in between to announce our six finalists. And I guess we should announce them yeah. all. Give them a shout out right here on the download uh, for the 2022-2023 year. Our finalists are Debbie Carraway from Hand in Hand Primary in Thomas County. Melissa Boswell is from CB Watson Elementary in Houston County. Shazia Ali from American Learning Center in Norcross, Gwinnett County. Shannon Gibson from Baldwin Elementary in Habersham County. And we discovered Baldwin for the first time. Is that, yeah, I had no that? idea that was um, Habersham County. And we're both Georgia natives, but yeah. um, Baldwin is, it's an up and coming metropolis right there in Habersham That's County. Right. So we're excited to know about that. Elena Jones is from Acres Academy in Forsyth, County and Selena Hodges from Discovery Point 29, and that's uh, over in Coweta County. I, I know you had a great time, and congratulations to all the finalists. Yes, congratulations to all of them. Hope they enjoy and celebrate it and enjoy their summer, and then we will uh, go through the whole process and pick a winner that we'll announce in September or October. Yeah, doing that just before Georgia Pre-K right. Week. Each of these finalists, by the way, received $500 cash from the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning. And I understand you give them strict instructions to use that money on themselves. Don't be buying school supplies with that, right? Well, that is what, obviously they can use it however they choose. But yes, I said, this is for you. This is not for your classroom because I know they invest a lot in their classroom and I hope that they are actually spending it on themselves. 
Yeah. And then in September, we'll have the winners, one from a local public school system, one from a private child care program. They receive a $3,000 check for themselves, $2,000 for a classroom makeover and supplies and funds to cover the out-of-classroom costs while they are away, representing Georgia's pre-K throughout the state. And again, our thanks to all of our sponsors through the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning uh, for supplying the prize money associated with that. Pretty exciting when that happens. It really is an exciting uh, award and recognition, and I can't wait to do it every year. And it's time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in our decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to this question. Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. What is the name of Georgia's public awareness campaign to never leave a child alone in a vehicle, even for a minute? What is the name of Georgia's public awareness campaign to never leave a child alone in a vehicle, even for a minute? You could be a winner of a great prize from our sponsor, Chick-fil-A, Georgia Aquarium, Georgia Lottery, The School Box, Shake Shack, Waffle House, Wild Adventures Theme Park in Valdosta, and the World of Coca-Cola Museum. Again, what is the name of Georgia's public awareness campaign? We've been talking about it for about the past 20 or 25 minutes. To never leave a child alone in a vehicle, even for a minute. Send your answer to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for listening to the Decal Download Podcast. The Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning improves outcomes for children and families by strengthening early learning experiences and partnership with early education programs, professionals, stakeholders, families, and communities. Their vision is that every child in Georgia will have equal access to high-quality early care and education. For more information, visit their website at decal.ga.gov. Join the conversation at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs. Thank you.